0: And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery -Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, I hope you guys are having a great week. Uh, I hope that it has been an awesome start to the year for you guys. Uh, today, I want to talk about how you're never going to be enough. You, you're probably like, what? Why would you say that to me? That's so mean. <laughs> uh, I hope that you understand by the end of this podcast why you feel that way or why you know a lot of people feel that way and what is... Uh, You know, what's contributing to that and how that can uh, lead to some, can lead to pornography use that is, you know, unwanted in your life. Uh, For me and for a lot of my life, I had this really, you know, a very real sense that I was not important in my family. You know, as the fourth child in a family of five, early on, I observed that my needs were basically secondary to those of my older siblings or my parents or my, you know, my little sister. And this is just the way things work in large families and in small families. And the truth is that every child, as they grow up, experiences things that create narratives that they internalize as their reality of who they are. For me, one of the things that I struggled with was this sense that I was not enough to merit someone paying attention to me, you know, or spending the time with me that I wanted them to spend it really did not matter what I was doing or how successful I was in sports or drama or school, you know, my parents were busy. And in my mind, at least they didn't show up as often as I thought they should. Now, this perception, whether it is true or not helped my forming mind, my, you know, my young, you know, brain that just didn't have all the facts, didn't see everything, it helped me create a sense that I was not enough. By the way, you know, I I love my parents. And, you know, you should not take this as a, you know, hey, bad parents are bad, because (laughs) that's not really what it is. It's just the way that our brain develops, and it sees the world, right? Well, what happened with this is that it affected the relationship that I have with Darcy. And it also affected how pornography helped soothe me throughout parts of our life. And I just want to give you an example of you know, how this kind of worked in my brain and how it kind of turned out. And I think this will be, you know, a little bit illustrative. Maybe you can check it out in your own life and see how what's going on in your brain may, may be like this, right? So as we were traveling north on the 94 freeway headed out of Chicago from the Chicago Temple when Darcy and I were first married, Darcy made this comment about my driving and I reacted in a way that was just not kind. You know, it was not safe. It was not how I would want to show up in the rest of my life. And I got upset and angry with her characterization of my driving. And I felt like I was being attacked for doing my best. And that no matter what I did, it would never be enough. And then fast forward maybe 15 years. I'm not certain on the timing. But, you know, we were headed south uh, on a trip from Salt Lake back to St. George. And Darcy made another comment about my driving and again I was upset I was frustrated and I was defensive and I proceeded to let Darcy know that I didn't really think her characterization of my driving was fair right after all I was I was doing my best and clearly she did not appreciate everything that I do in my life to make her happy and make her safe and make her life stable so like what was happening in my brain is my brain was saying once again not enough right And you might have similar stories, and your stories might differ a little bit in the details, but they might feel the same. You know, you have these situations where all of a sudden you're just like, I'm not enough. And you might characterize it slightly differently, but at the bottom line, that's what it is. And one of the reasons that I turned to pornography was its extraordinary ability to bring me to a place where I was always enough. You know, when you're in the world of pornography, you can be with any woman regardless of your talents or abilities or your money, you you know in, a, in the world of pornography, the women are willing, you know they are with you. They are willing to do anything for you. you know they are willing to do anything with you that you want to do and they are you know it's all because of you. They want you <laughs> figuratively the same way that you want them, right in, in your mind at least when you're watching this right. And you don't have to prove that you're a good match. you don't have to prove that you're capable of caring for them and your children like you do in a real relationship, you don't even have to know anything about them. And they just want you, right? That's what that's what being in pornography feels like. Being wanted unconditionally, the way pornography makes you feel is possible, even briefly, is a powerful sensation. In the world of pornography, you are always enough. <laughs> For as long as you can make the fantasy last, right? Because it doesn't always last. It doesn't last very long. So after that second driving incident, Darcy and I met with a friend of ours, uh, Dr. Larry Bradley, and in that session, he mentioned two things that have made a significant difference in our lives. He helped me see that I was carrying around this idea that I wasn't enough, and that I can never do enough to please the people in my life. Right. So I have this I I had this idea in my in my brain, and I was trying to please Darcy at all levels, right? And I just never felt enough, and. I never felt like I could, I could ever do enough, and then Dart. He also, Larry also pointed this out. He helped Darcy see that the narrative that she learned for herself was that I'm not lovable, right? So you know, just to re-clarify, this isn't a story about how bad my parents are, or how bad Darcy's parents are. Um, you know, how they didn't do enough for us, or how they, you know, we're damaged beyond repair because of, and it's their fault. That's not the story, right? What Darcy and I experienced is a normal process that young minds go through to understand and manage their expectations and the world they're presented with. What we had to do and what we continue to do in our marriage and our lives is become aware of how our brains are, were you know, offering us a narrative that we weren't good enough, and that was what was hindering our long-term happiness. So one of the ideas that most of us take into marriage is that our partner is there to validate us and to help us feel complete, right? (laughs) Every Disney story, this is what it looks like. For me, I wanted Darcy to tell me that I was doing enough in all my efforts, and that she just loved me unconditionally. And for Darcy, she wanted me to act in ways that made her feel love, above all else, and never make her feel unsafe. Uh, We go into our marriages with the sense that our partner is supposed to be there to complete us. That, again, this is the story we've been fed in a lot of places, And when that doesn't happen, we often find ways to manage that sense of not being enough. For many of the men and women who are listening to this podcast, so you, right, that means escaping into a world where you are made to feel enough without exception or pornography or food or whatever, right? Like whatever, however you achieve that sense, that's what you do. Now you might be listening to this and think, oh, so the solution is for Zach to be more loving and to do the things that make Darcy feel lovable. And for Darcy to be more expressive of her belief in that Zach is doing enough and that he's always doing his best, everything he does, uh, and, and never to criticize him for what he does that she doesn't like, right? But at the same time, if you live in the real world, you know that always being on guard to protect your partner's fragile sense of self in ways that are always validating and uplifting is not only an impossible task, it would be mind-numbingly exhausting to just try. So here we arrive, right? And we have this story in our heads about how we're not enough. Most of us use behaviors that feel good and temporarily meet our needs to feel enough. And most of us, most of those behaviors, I should say, that we use create long-term negative effects in our lives, which, you know, perpetuate that sense that we aren't enough. And many of us have gotten married and we are working to integrate ourselves with another person so that they can help us fill in those gaps in our lives, which, doesn't work, isn't working, and that only deepens our sense that we aren't enough, right? So, if you're recognizing any of this in your own life, you're you're not alone. Welcome to the jo- hey, welcome to humanity. Uh, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Uh, but you're probably wondering what to what do you need to do to move past this downward spiral of never being enough in your own mind and in your own actions. And so, let me give you two really concrete things that you can do in your life to create a process of escaping this downward spiral. The first thing you got to do is you got to face your behaviors. So when Darcy was asking me to slow down or to drive more safely, she was really putting something in front of me that she found to be undesirable behavior. Once that's done, uh, I have created for myself a mechanism within me that allows me to evaluate that behavior on its merits. And based on who I want to be in my life. And facing my behavior means that I'm not looking at that behavior through the lens of whether it is acceptable among others or if it has, you know, been tolerated in the past. It means evaluating my actions in light of my values, it, and really in light of my desire to be a more complete person. So driving is a fairly small example, but pornography or overeating is you know often has a, a little bit more impact in the way that we think about it, right? So, as Darcy and I progressed, there were occasions where she would find something that wasn't pornography, but that was me following links that included maybe like bikini pictures or other material that I would not have been proud to explain to others that I was looking at. Like stuff that I would have rather not told anyone about, right? And in her best moments, which were often, but not always, Darcy was able to engage with me in a conversation about that particular behavior or incident without making it mean anything about her. And so what she would do is she would ask me things like, is this who you want to be? And she would try and do that from a very neutral place. And it took me a while to get to that same neutral place in that conversation. And I think this is a really great question when you're confronting your own behavior. When we ask this question without judging ourselves, we can look at the behavior objectively and compassionately. We can see it for what it is, which is a way to manage our sense of discomfort. And then we can evaluate it in terms of how it you know integrates into the whole person that we want to be when we are alone and with others. So in other words, when you find your partner points out behaviors that don't seem to be part of the whole picture that you have of yourself, do yourself a favor, take a step back from defending it. Allow yourself to be objective about it. And imagine how it might feel to live without it. Facing your behavior and dropping the judgment is like not the easy, it's probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, It's totally, completely uncomfortable, but it is meaningful and it's a process. So be clear, right? Just start to look at your behavior in an objective way. This is one of the reasons why I don't like addiction language or um, platitudes, right? I slipped, right? I slipped is not a statement of fact. I slipped is this statement that we use to convey meaning without really looking at the actual realities of the situation. And it also um, it also removes responsibility in a sense because it's a it's a non reality statement, right? I slipped. Well, did you actually slip? Like. When you were walking through the kitchen, you fell on the floor and there was pornography on the ceiling and you couldn't help but see it, you slipped? Or did what actually happened sound a little bit more like I was really frustrated with my day at work and I was totally stressed. And so instead of leaning into my work or finding a way to clear my head, I went into the bathroom. I pulled out my phone and started scrolling until eventually I found something that was mildly arousing and i kept following that down the rabbit hole from one thing to the next until i was looking at pornography and masturbating in the stall in my office restroom right which that's a statement of fact now you can throw a lot of judgment at that and you can be like you're a terrible human i can't believe you did that at work or you know whatever you you could say that is mean to yourself and you will forever feel like you're not enough if that's how you choose to approach it but if you go okay Let's just start looking at that behavior and ask some really uncomfortable questions. Like, is this who I want to be? Is this how I want to interact with my frustration? And then, you know, you could always come and be a part of the membership where, you know, we teach you how to deal with those behaviors to deal with those feelings and deal with all of that. But facing that behavior in a real and tangible way, you know, Again, dropping the judgment, but being clear about what is actually happening is going to be much more meaningful in the process of actually achieving a different result. Okay, the second thing that you can do. So the first thing was just face your behaviors. But the second thing is, I think, just as important, but it's going to sound a little bit counterintuitive. It's going to sound weird, right? Um, You know, some of you guys are out there and you're like, I got to take care of my wife. I got to make sure she doesn't leave me because she's unhappy. And so I'm going to, you know, manage her stop doing that. <laughs> the second thing that you got to do is you got to let go of caretaking your partner or other equals, right? So if you have children, and you're supposed to caretake them, take care of them. Don't 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 drop that responsibility. You're still a grown person, right? You're an adult. But if you have a partner, or you have, you know, other adults that you're interacting with who are, uh, you know, your equals, then stop trying to caretake them. Stop trying to manage them, right? Right. So this is something that a lot of men do. I did it. And we tried to, I, you know, I tried to keep Darcy happy. Um, Darcy also did this to me. She, you know, and I actually have a podcast on this. My wife, I think it was, um, my wife used sex to tr- try and control me, and I wanted her to. So go listen to that if you want to see what it looks like to try and caretake someone. But... I'll just kind of talk about it a little bit here, but, but, uh, you know, she tried to keep me happy, but, um, but more than that, she tried to keep me from turning to pornography. So she was caretaking me and I was caretaking her and caretaking our partner is about hiding from them what is real and true to us. So for me, I would do this by lying about my pornography viewing behaviors. And I would also do this by giving up what I wanted, uh, to, sh- you know, in order to show her that her needs and wants were more important than mine. Right? So I, I, I gave up important things to me to make her feel important and lovable. right? And she would do this by engaging with me sexually even when she didn't want to in order to try to manage my pornography viewing. Working to manage our partner emotionally and physically is frustrating for both partners in the long run. And the truth is it never, ever, ever works out. You have to start letting them be their own person. You have to stop being in charge of their emotions, of their reactions. I was having this conversation with one of my clients, and one of the things that runs through his mind whenever he interacts with his partner is, "What do I? How do I need to say this so that my partner can be most uh, can can react to this in the most positive way for me?" that is not the way to do it. If you are doing that, you're going to struggle to ever connect with your partner because they're going to track that you're you're managing them and you're and they're going to also try and manage you. And neither of you are going to be happy. So just let go of that caretaking of your partner. And I think what you're going to find is that you begin to create a sense of who you want to be. So you're really confronting your own behavior and you're not doing things that um, that minimize your value in your own life. And all of a sudden, you're going to start to recognize, one, no one can make you feel like you're enough. There, there's nobody out there. Like, There's not enough chicken soup or, or um, chocolate chip cookies that anybody can bring you, uh, either figuratively or real, that is going to help you feel like you are enough. You have to arrive there on your own. And the only way to arrive there on your own is is to be clear about behaviors that are good and wise and helpful to you and be uh, honest about behaviors that are not. And then drop the idea that you are ever going to be able to make somebody happy if you do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, L, M, N, O, P, whatever it is. Just drop all that. And you're going to find you're on a path to not only just being enough, but just being happy and being joyful in your life. And this is huge. And I know you guys, you come here and you listen to me and you don't want to be told you're not enough. And I hope, I hope you don't feel like you're not enough because you are. Uh, inherent in your personage is worthiness. Now, you may not feel worthy all the time, and you may feel like there are things that you need to adjust and fix in your life, but worthiness is, in a sense, it is your worth before God. And if you can just recognize that for a little bit and practice staying in that place for a little bit, and then face your behaviors objectively and drop your need to control others or let others control you, you will be enough. You will be on your way to building a sense of who you want to be and being the enough that you have always been looking for. All right, you guys, I love you. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I, um, you know, This is one of my favorite things to do, is to talk about this to, to people. So please feel free to share this and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zacksbafford.com slash work with me. And you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills that Actually Work you'll learn practical proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.